the floor? Bullets ain't got names. Ain't no foreign territory. Like, woo! Shit. Where from bad news? Everybody know the rules. Kill or be killed, man, that shit is up to you. Niggas out here flat, learning their day. Kill your fucking family if you think you got away. Doesn't really matter where you live in any ways. Lurking on your ass, cause you probably fucking pray like, woo! Oh shit. time I uh, hit record I have no script in front of me I have nothing in front of me no notes no nothing like that I usually just wing it and I just record you know whenever I feel like it but recently I need to be more persistent when it comes to my recordings and I need to stop acting like a hermit and start talking to people so I'm going to bring back the, 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 the interviews. Um, so, I had to have a knowledgeable co-host. Because, if you ever heard my last couple of podcasts that have something to do with pro wrestling in general. Um, not to take away from everybody. But I think the only knowledgeable person that was on that podcast was the belt guy. Um, <laughs> Party Marty was good for comedy. I tell you that. But, yeah, he was the only one that could like, actually match the conversation. And he's actually good with people. So, like, you know, but now, if I do do the pot, if I do do the guesses, I need someone that's, conf- you know, confident. Because, you know, I ain't going to lie. I, I talked about it before. I'm not really a people person. So, um, I'm going to ask one of my buddies. He already said yes. So, uh, Van Robbins is coming on. Um, the podcast, um, you know, like box, bo- um, boxing band, barbecue. I think I butchered that really, really bad. He's the guy that's being the pitcher sometimes with wrestling hair guy, the big light skin guy. Um, him, yeah, really knowledgeable about pro wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're real cool. Um, I mean, I think I'm gonna see him in Chicago. I'm not sure. That touch on that a little bit later. But yeah, um, when we do the interviews, he's probably gonna be on. We're probably gonna be talking about wrestling and everything like that. Probably gonna have the wrestlers on here. We're starting off small and then working our way up. So, uh, but anyway, welcome to Von versus the World podcast. This bad news Von as usual. Uh, and I have thought about dropping the bad news to be honest with you for a very long time. Um, so here's what's been going on in my life. Okay, so. I've been working on getting my daughter transferred from another school. Meanwhile, I was working a job. Um, the old restaurant opened back up, but yet it closed again. Yes, it, it opened and it closed for a good month. I mean, it was really just open for a month, for a limited time only. Uh, 
Crystal Joe's Diner that was that used to be loved by the community is now called Uwe's Diner and was quickly submitted by under pressure. So um what I mean by that, I think I talked about it in like a couple of my frustrations about this this podcast. Not podcast, this uh restaurant. And now I can just go ahead and just vent it all out, okay? So listen. The guy the guy was way over his head. Kind of remind me of Justin Harden. That's not good, to be honest with you. It just if Justin Harden was a little bit older and he was still Justin Harden, it'd be Justin Harden. You know what I mean? Not to take anything away from Justin Harden. He know how he is. So and I'm not saying nothing bad. I mean I am saying something bad, but it just people know what I'm t- when I'm coming from when I say Justin Harden. Working with Justin Harden when he owns a restaurant. So that's basically what it was, pretty much. Um, we were short staff, like I said before, and he was always yelling at his girl. And she he wanted her to do everything. Run the register, do the um the left hand, prep, all this shit, right? Here's someone that's been working in a restaurant like what? This, that very restaurant for about, what, three, four years now? And I know where everything is at. And like I said, I worked my way out of the dishwashing position to become prep and then be back up left hand. And and, and so occasionally waiter and cashier couldn't ask me. Well, here's the thing. I tried to help. And uh, I remember Shane coming up there and goes, but help them, Vaughn. Like, I can only help if they reach out. That's what I said. And now, like, because the reason I said that was not to be a dick. But it's because I literally tried to help them. When I seen them frustrated, I knew what to do. I knew how to, like, all right, Tony Spicy or the ooh-wee spicy wrap, a.k.a. the Tony Spicy chicken wrap, whatever. I know what to put in that, all right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, they only call me for to make the sauce. That's about it. And... And when I informed them, like, I don't think the original spicy wrap was with the sauce. And then whatever, whatever. Um, but still, though, uh, yeah, the guy didn't really know what he was doing. He was short-staffed. He wouldn't hi- hire anybody. I think he would still be in business if he just hired someone. You know, hire. I think he did hire someone, but here's the, like, the cardinal rule and the mistake he did. He befriended the person first and before, you know, actually working and you know working that way um because friendship wasn't coming this way from my end it wasn't i'm sorry uh, thanks for the free weed by the way but so you know they instead of just uh they hired her because you know i think because it was weed related and there's some big weed um growers and smokers so it was like weed related whatever like that and i think that's why he hired that person to work that restaurant and but at the same time, why he's got his girl doing everything, she has to train her. You know, I could have I could have trained her, but you know, like I said, they have to reach out to actually help. I mean, ask, ask for help. And I wasn't really too much complaining. I mean, I was walking out of there like eighty to ninety bucks, maybe a hundred dollars a day. You know, I was like, all right, whatever. I mean, shit. And I have, you know, and the secret is I didn't have to do most of the cleaning. All I had to do was clean the fucking dishes. And literally, the dishes in the stove. 
And I'm like, all right, whatever, man. This, this is not hard. It's not rocket science, whatever like that. You know, I was a little frustrated. And he said something that almost made me punch the shit out of him. And I was like, he, he's not Tucker. He's not Tony Tucker. He'll, he'll get the hands. You know, you know, he, he kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and you know, I just didn't like the fact that I was like kept in the dark. Because, you know, like, dude, you're kind of messing with some people's livelihood when you say, oh, I don't know what's going to happen when I come back. Uh, I might sell it. I might not sell it. I, I don't know. I haven't took the offer. Like, dude, like, tell me a straight up answer. You know, you didn't even tell me that the restaurant was sold. I found out through someone else. And I just said, I just texted him good luck. That's all I said. He said, you too. And I just blocked his ass. That's it. That's I'm, It's over. I mean, I'm not going back to that restaurant probably. Um, unless I'm valued, you know what I mean? Um, I didn't feel value there. I just feel like I was just there. I was, I was there for his nostalgia. And I had to ask a few people that did come there. They did say they came there. I was like, I had to say, I had to ask them like, not to be conceited, but did you guys just come there to, you know, see me since I you knew I was working here and he's like yeah you remind us of the old Crystal Joes you know you're a big part of it I mean Tony went in the ring and you know got his ass whooped or well he didn't get his ass whooped let's just be fair Tony did not get his ass whooped all right he he, he didn't get knocked down he had a standing knockdown he had a standing eight count whatever standing count but he didn't get his ass whooped he stood his own all right, and that's that's a that's a big that's a that's a big win for everybody. All right, he did not get his ass whooped. All right, let's just let's, let me just re refact that. He went in there, and he fought, and he actually held his own. All right, so Tony Tucker did not get his ass whooped. He didn't lose the fight. So, but anyway, they say, yeah, man, you're you're a big part of this, man. You know, uh, you know, we, we're happy to see you. You know, what I'm saying worried about you i'm like thanks i appreciate it you know and I, I do appreciate that to be honest with you um except for one person that looked like they were scared shitless as we even walk past me they know who they are <laughs> they know who they are all right but um i'm not gonna bring that uh dirty laundry in this podcast nah so that leads me to professional wrestling so wrestling, okay, so like I said, I was, actually I came back like the second week of June, I believe, and I accidentally injured a wrestler, um, it was a freak accident, in the process I tweaked my shoulder, so I took like a, uh, a week off, and then, but that week off became like a, like almost a, like a month off and so, because I can tell you what happened, because when I came back and then when I took time off to heal the shoulder, I had a hard time getting a ride back there. And it's not nobody's fault. Things happen. You know what I'm saying? The main two people I actually get a ride from um, has stuff going on. One was actually injured. One had to be there super early. He's one of the trainers. So it was a lot harder for me to actually get there. And when uh, the owner hit me up months ago to be a part of this fair or 
he hits me up about he asks me what days do you want what what dates do you want and i he put out a list and i said i'll take this date and that date because i think i had planned to fight after that day so as brings me to now so when i started to promote it he made a comment and i had to take the video down and we had to we had to talk he made a big old post um, saying like you gotta be at wrestling school twice a week to be considered to be on the show. And I was like, shit, really? Damn. All right. Um, you know, and I'm talking to like Sean Mordecai and everybody. I'm like, man, like I don't know, man. Like I'm thinking about just hanging that up. To be honest with you, like no, just tell me the problem. Like no, 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 no. That's excuses. He don't want to hear no fucking excuses, bro. I just need to get in there and just fucking finish this shit. So like, so. What I'm saying is, I might not be wrestling at the fair. There is a if I come back to wrestling school now, like right now, I could be training for September, if anything. September looks more like more likely, to be completely honest with you, because I'm gonna tell you a couple of things why the fair may not happen. One, just lost my job. Two, I still plan on going all out. That costs money. I have to travel and stuff. Three, I have to travel to the fair and back every day and pay gas money and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Now, you're like, well, that's that's part of, part of paying your dues. I'm like, yes, that's true. But if I'm not being ready and I'm only coming, if I'm able just to come once a week, you know, and and I have to come there two days, two say, you know, two times a day. I mean, two times, two times a week. I'm not going to be able to fucking wrestle. It sucks. It's heartbreaking because I hit up Robert Anthony and, you know, um, uh, I think he did an Instagram live and shit, and I go, hey man, yeah, I'm um, wrestling from the Michigan. I'm from the Michigan area. I'm coming up there all out weekend. You know, you're running a show. You know, um, let me break. Let me help you break down the ring and put it back up. He goes, yeah, sure. Come out. Come out and help if you're a wrestler. You know what I'm saying? Now the thing is, do I still come out and still help? I think so. But they always say, always bring your gear. I'm like, nah, I'm not bringing my gear this time. I wouldn't feel right. I I wouldn't want that. That heat, I guess. It's weird. Wrestling is weird. A very weird place. Uh, I'm learning. Uh, I'm still learning a lot about locker room etiquette. This this is pretty much what this is when I'm talking about. Um, it's etiquette when it comes to pro wrestling. You know, you don't want to step on any toes. I don't like that. So, you know, I need to, you know, step back, whatever. So, anyway, that leads to this. So... What I do have time for, when my daughter is actually at school, which starts school is about the end of, um, the end of, uh, fuck, it was just in my head. The end of August, like August 2nd or August 4th or something like, or 24th, something like that. Some like, somewhere around there. So I'm thinking like, well, I have an itch to get back in the ring. And I mean, actual cage. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm in shape now if i start fight camp now i'll be i'll be ready i I just want to stand and bang bro i just want to bang bro (laughs) so what i did today of this podcast about maybe about 30 minutes ago i posted on instagram that i am looking for a fight at these two weight classes and i put my email in there and now not only that even though it's shared on my actual just Stories. I put it. I mean, I shared. I I sent it to 
every MMA promoter I can find on my Instagram. Because I'm dead ass serious. I, I want to fucking fight. Um, something wrong with that. I mean, I, I, I like to fight. I'm The thing is, it's trust issue about the coaches, whatever like that. I got to have a coach that I can, you know, I can trust with my career, you know. Um, manager, I can worry about that later. That wasn't really going so well on my end. Um, I mean, I, didn't, I know people mean well, but it was just like, it was, it was something about time when it came to uh, managing, you know, like the actual meat about the actual career and stuff. So I just, you know, that's when I started just jumping into pro wrestling at that point because I was thinking about fighting before coming back to wrestling. I didn't think I was ever going to go to wrestling school, but I ended up going to wrestling school any fucking way. So I'm not quitting wrestling. Um, I'm prolonging my debut. I, I want to be safe. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt anybody. And, you know, and that's a very long show schedule. I'm just safety first, pretty much. All right. I still get PTSD from um, the wrestler I injured and just the agonizing scream he screamed and stuff. And he just, oh my god, it was just horrible. I almost went into tears. You know, and pulling the curtain back a little bit. You know, that's something you just if you injure somebody, you know how bad you feel. You know. It's not the greatest feeling in the world, you know, um, you have to go home and think about it, and, you know, sit in the tub and just like, what the fuck was I thinking? You know what I mean? And that's what I did. You know, I, um, I was, I was very, very pissed off at myself. Still is to this day. When I, when I bring this story up, I'm still pretty mad at myself. People say that, Hey, it's pro wrestling, but yeah, but dude's a human being, you know what I mean? It's, I got compassion shit, you know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. I mean, I guess I just said it. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> but um, but he made a speedy recovery, to be honest with you. He made a really speedy recovery because he was wrestling in, like, Kalamazoo, like, a few weeks later. Which was great. You know, that was great to see, honestly. Um, but, yeah. That's the thing, though. Like, um, I, um, someone told me that I got everything in play. I got the Twitch. I got the podcast. I got the, I got the pro wrestling. I got the merch. I need to be more driven. And I thought I was already driven, but it turns out I was just I'm blinded. I'm blinded by money. I'm blinded by backup money pretty much. I'm blinded by money that's going to support me while I chase these dreams and try to get these things set up. And not only that, not only I'm blinded by that, I'm also blinded by stress, which is never good. You know, I mean, do you know how it feels to be a single dad with a little, with a girl that's becoming a a full blown teenager um, in a few months? You know, that's difficult. She already just told me. She already told me a new asshole, and it was, and I feel like it was nothing I can do about it. I'm serious. There was one time my daughter can go around and act like she's like you know. 10 years old or whatever like that and there's the next day which is today it's literally acting like a rebellious teenager like you know preteen like you know dad you know you just don't understand you're not a girl you know uh i don't know why i'm not a dude quit trying to tra- quit trying to raise me as a dude i'm like i did but i'm not raising you as a dude i'm i'm just a dude raising a kid you know like <laughs> that's nothing i can do i'm like you know what get up getting your grandma on the phone because I feel like, I feel like for some reason, I'm not winning this conversation at all. 
And that's the thing with the parents, like you have you like you feel like you have to win the conversation with your with your kids, but like I couldn't I, I, I lost that one. I have to say that. I had to tag my mom in. Like, hey mom, I got Maria here. She wants to talk to you. <laughs> oh my god. Man, I cooked some um I got it in front of me. I got some um more chicken and I got some um some stir fried vegetables. I mean, I have to donate tomorrow because I'm broke because I lost my job. And I'm gonna see. I well, actually, I cooked it earlier. I know how it tastes. It tastes really fucking delicious. I'm gonna take a bite. So, sorry, eating two in my mouth. Cool, but um, I want to take a bite of it because you know um, it's been sitting here just mouth watering. You know, I'm just like, I think I'm just slobbing while talking. Oh. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. That was delicious. So, I was depending on this job to pay my trip, to be honest with you. I was really dependent on this job. I'm like, yo, all right, I got to take care of some bills, whatever like that. And I'm going all out. I promise to go all out because I didn't go to Vegas. And I really wanted to go to Vegas. But I supposed to go to Vegas for my birthday. I don't think that's happening at all. I'm too broke. If I go all out, this might be the only view I'd be able to go to. And I do want to do a redo of all out. Because if it's, I would say that I would have just sat this out. But I really want to do a redo because I did not enjoy myself at all out when it was in Florida. When I almost passed out, had tape disorder and everything like that. You know, body twitching and shit, light sensitive, it's hot. Did I mention that? And you know, it was like a hundred and fucking twenty-nine degrees. It's fucking hot. You know, people are dropping us off at the wrong exits, dropped us off at the wrestler's entrance. They didn't say shit to us. Cause I think they thought I was a wrestler. <laughs> so <laughs> until we saw we I didn't know he was a, I hadn't seen him in so long. He turned so he opened a door. When he opened the door, he had a little serious face. On his face. And we just, without, without even saying nothing to each other, me and Wrestling Harry, you got the guy just turned around. And I'm like, yeah, I think that's the wrong door. I'm like, I, was, I was so mad. I was like, that fucking Uber driver. <laughs> I, I literally said that. That fucking Uber driver. Like, you got this nigga talking about gold dust. He dropped us off at the wrong fucking door. And he's like, I was so mad. I was heated. So we had to walk all the way around Daly's place. And that motherfucker hot. And then we up here just standing in the fucking sun. I got on black pants. We got this black dude. Like, I just stay down the street. I come here every day. I'm like, huh? Wrestling here, guys. I, I ain't gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. There was some, it was an incident that happened. I, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say what's, what had happened, but... He was, he, he was trying to make some extra money. Let's just say that. Let's just say, without, it wasn't illegal, but morally wrong. Let's just say. <laughs> let's let's just say that it was morally wrong. Um, but yeah, man, that shit was crazy, man. Uh, I I was sick. About time I got out of all out. I was I was sick. I was done. I didn't feel good from the lights and the tick disorder. You know, it was just horrible. 
So, wrestling hair guy turns around and goes, you're not going to go to the after party? I'm like, no, I want to go fucking to the Airbnb and lay down. I got to get up very early in the fucking morning. I mean, you got to get up very early in the fucking morning. I got to get up. I got to stay here until fucking 11 o'clock. And I'm getting some rest. I'm like, like, all right, I'll bring you back some food, Vaughn, and so you can feel better. And you know what this nigga did? Nigga came back. At, he came in at 4 o'clock, I, I believe. And remember, his flight is at 6. <laughs> his flight is at 6, bro. So, like, he came in. I go, hey, man. Did you uh bring some food? Like you said. He goes, uh, nah. Um, all the restaurants was closed. I'm like, it turns out they had food at the after party that he was at, but he could easily bring it, but he didn't do it. So he just whipped out a bag of nuts from the from the plane. I'm like, nigga, I don't want your nuts. <laughs> it's just like, I guess I got these nuts. So I'm like, oh, you got jokes? <laughs> like, nah, man, I don't want them nuts. You know, I'll eat something when I get to the fucking um. Plane terminal, whatever the fuck it's called, bro. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, I need a redo because Chicago is actually pretty cool. Just gotta stay the fuck out of South Side Chicago, really, or whatever. You know, I got. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch some 1090 Jake before I actually go. You know, if some people come in here and y'all fuck with 1090 Jake, man, big shout out to 1090 Jake because I swear to God, man, this dude is a really good hood reporter. Like, he does his research. And the thing is, what draws me, that he got, he could be, some tell me he has, he has rap. Because when he does it reporting, he also adds wordplay into it. The delivery, that's what we say in the music business. The delivery. The delivery this man does when he reports is something I never heard in a reporter. You know, he, he does a very well. That's the thing. He the de- the delivery of every report. I swear to God. And then he gives his take on it after he tells the report. You know, you know, I might I might then watch some ten ninety Jake after this, man. You never know. You never know. But man, I swear. Uh man, I think. I got, I may have to get my kid over to my mom's house. I'm trying to think how I'm going to do this. Because I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. And we haven't really, like, rolled a public transportation like that. Not in a long time. But I think tomorrow we're actually going to do it. I'm scared to actually catch the bus at the stop we're at. You know, because this side of town is not that great. It's not the greatest. I mean, it's Flint, but, you know, still. It's a turnaround, but it's, it's turning around, but it's not turning around quick enough. A lot of people like to slander Flint and say, I want, I want to get the fuck out of here. You know, me, I used to be one of those people, but I'm not. You know, I rep Flint to the fullest. I believe in Flint as a, as a person in the community. And I, I really think it slowly is turning around. You see what, with downtown Flint and just spreading. Now, it's, it might be spreading to the north and the, and the south, but I think the west is good, to be honest with you. Um, there's steady business flow there. 
Um, it's the East that probably needs the most love out of anything. I think the South will be good. The South will be good. Just hopefully, because I think we're getting. Because this might sound weird. I think the hookers are gone. <laughs> I think the hookers are gone. Um, I think they're operating somewhere else or somewhere because they're always it's always at one street. But now they're like not there, waving people down. To be honest with you. Um, so with that being gone, but we still got the meth problem or with the addicts and stuff like that, and they're trying to like break in people's houses and just uh, squat. When they're actually, ironically, it's heartbreaking. My old neighbor actually got hired at the restaurant. He did the. He was the deep clean guy, and um, he actually came up there on his day off and he wanted to talk to me he knew I worked there and he goes hey man you have the owner's number to your old house I'm like wow what's going on he goes man uh, got some squatters in there man I'm trying to take the mailbox off so they won't receive mail so you know they won't be legally you know it won't be a, a legal thing you know because squatter rights he goes yeah um they squatting, man, and, you know, they just got that place looking like a hot mess, man. I just, I just hate it, man. I need to get that out of there, you know. He has, he, he made a garden. Um, he has a big field. I think he bought that field. He got, he has a garden over there and everything. You know, he, he's a community player. I said that. But uh, he helped me when I was, like, you know, when I had the house party. He was the first person I ran. I ran across the street barefooted um, to his house. And I literally cried. I cried. And I cried while I watched my house just burn up. Because I'm like, you know, in my eyes, this is what I worked very hard for. I stayed here for very for a long fucking time. I stayed here for a very long time. You know, it was very hard when me and my kid... Um, got our own place you know um I, I i moved from my apartment i felt very good it didn't when i moved from my apartment and got to a house i felt great because it didn't involve eviction and involved eviction i did it on my own you know you know like without her mother's help whatever like that i did it on my own this was something that i this was like a personal um achievement for me you know it was a small house but i loved that house I love that house. You know, we got memories in that house. Fun times in there. You know, studio sessions. Um, just a whole bunch of other shit. You know, everything happened in that house. You know. Um, but it's just, it's sad to, to hear that people are now squatting in that house that, you know, I technically raised my daughter in since she was four you know I've only been in that house for like five years because the fire happened when she was nine so we've only been in that house for like five years and I think we would have been there forever to be completely honest with you and I would have been okay with it kind of I mean the house we're in is no bigger but it's it looks very nice I have a like it's more spacious the house that I stayed in was very 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 um small it was no storage here i got storage um 
The downstairs looks great. It, uh, it took me a while to get the downstairs look like what it looks like now. And it looks like another... It looks like, I don't know, a grungier living room. <laughs> That's like the best way to... It looks like that. You know, you got the weight room. I turn the washroom to the weight room. So I have a fear of the dryer being in the house. It's not because that's how the fire happened. It was a dryer fire. So I don't keep that shit in my house. Um, you know, I got my weight set. You know, I got my game system down there with my computer and stuff. You know, basically I'm on that desk. And then I got a bed. I just put a bed down there like a air bed. This is just an air bed. My daughter loves sleeping in that fucking air bed. And then, like, there's a couch there. There's a table. There's the, there's the uh, wrestling posters. The shit looks nice. There's a, there's a section where I actually put shit up where it's, like, it's organized and uh, everything. And, I like I said, I take pride of this house. Like, the upstairs don't look like what my downstairs look like. And that's the whole point of that. My downstairs got the action figures, the posters and stuff, the video games. My upstairs just got pictures, artwork, you know. Even though I got like a Power Ranger um, portrait, it's still art to me. It's art. Even though I got Def Jam Fight from New York in the middle, the biggest poster in the middle of my um, um, living room, it means something to me. It's art to me. And I got like something that's right now, I'm looking at right now, it looks like a woman that has a lot in her plate and she just finally exploded. And she just, a volcano erupted inside of her. Um, not talking sexually. Get your mind out together. It's like it's like she's got her hands on her head. I'm looking at it right now. She's got her hands on her head. She couldn't take it anymore, and it just looked like she, the volcano just erupted, and just you see like lava coming out of her from coming up to all the way to her hands, her eyes, and then her back. Of her head got paint splattered. It's a really good picture. It's I, I love art. I love art. I was just telling my mom that I'm a big art person. I mean, no, nobody knows that. Like, nobody knows that. I like art, jazz, you know, stuff. You, you know, I'm getting older, so I like, I like little subtle things, pretty much. I like taking long-ass baths and, because I guess pro wrestling. I know, like, in, uh, when I did wrestling in, um, in high school, that's what I did. I did Epsom soft baths. I was dead fucking tired when I came from wrestling, you know, the wrestling team. And, you know, the same scenario with that, too. I feel like... Here's the thing. I'll, I'll talk about this. I never talked about this because this is why I never came back in 2003. Um, so I was a scrawny kid. I ain't gonna lie. Scrawny kid, no muscles, whatever like that. Um, I don't know how the fuck I got on a varsity wrestling team. Um, but I, it's the same thing I said about True Fighter. The actual wrestlers was teaching the wrestlers. The coaches wasn't teaching shit. I don't think I ever, um, there were some drills, that was about it, we did drills, but hold for hold, he didn't actually teach us hold for hold, good thing like the previous coach knew the wrestlers that knew, that knew, knew how to wrestle, like Mark, you know, that was trained pretty well, knew what the fuck to do, but with my black ass that's new with this guy that's I don't know what was his problem is. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's on the predator list. <laughs> I know, I know Marcus listening to this, and I'm reminiscing about fucking high school, 
collegial wrestling and just said the fucking coach at that time at that time is now at the predator list i don't know who he is or not but I'm, but I'm if I'm a, I'm if I'm a betting man, I'm pretty sure that man is on the fucking predator list. Like seriously, didn't teach us shit. What I'm basically saying, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I think Mr. Foster, Mr. Foster was a cool ass teacher. All right, he always said good morning, whatever like that. We talked and stuff like that. He talked to you like a human being, whatever. I was in Mr. Foster class. He's my homeroom um, teacher. Mr. Foster went from polite to fucking irritated because he was assistant um, sports director. He was fucking irritated. He was livid. It went from, hey, Juwan, how you doing? To Pruitt. They're like, yo, what, what, what's like, what your coach doing now? He's like, huh? I'm like, what, what do you mean? I, I don't I don't know shit. Like, you know anything about this window being busted? Like, Nah, <laughs> it's like, Pruitt, don't you lie to me. So you know, like, I do know something about the window being busted. You know, and then like the next, and the next moment is like, uh, Pruitt. So you guys got a uh, guy into a fight in Lansing, huh? Like, um, yeah. <laughs> you were kicked out the tournament, huh? Yeah, and then let you back in after uh, your coach talked to him, huh? Who initiate the fight? I was like, I don't know. Was they on the team? I don't know. <laughs> it went from he went from good cop to bad cop. <laughs> I'm just a teenager. I don't know what this. I'm like, should I snitch or should I go now? <laughs> like, I'm like, man, you know what? As I heard so much about Leon Bell, about him being a snitch, and and people in Norton did not like him. I was like, uh, this is like up there. I'm not snitching. Because these dudes, like I said, the, the guys that was there before me knew shit. They can put you in some pretty some pretty compromising submissions, let's just say. <laughs> so, you know, I wasn't snitching, all right? I wasn't snitching. But, uh, yeah, man, um... That's what I'm saying. Like, they knew shit way before that guy came around. So when uh, uh, Coach Ruffin came around, which which is the cop, you know, um, he basically said I was starting off and I was new or whatever like that. He said something that made me not come back, and I didn't come back. And I was like, I couldn't handle it. I was just, you know, I was just a fragile teenager, to be honest with you. So I never came back. You know, I was like... Well, I, I kind of like, well, I think he lost respect. Every time he sees me, I think he, he sees me, you know. He's like, I know this dude. This dude's now big as fuck where I know this dude from. And, like, you would never know that you're the, I'm a scrawny kid that you didn't, want, you, really, you didn't really want to take a chance on, you know. So that's how, I, that's how that story pans out pretty much. I mean, I think he's still a cop, right? I'm not sure. Because um, I think his brother... One of his brothers was the assistant coach or was on the team, but he was, like, kind of coaching. I mean, we had some people that we were in, like, in good hands with, like, you know, but, you know, they wasn't, like, the head coach. Like, no, don't get me started about Ramon Steele. I forgot his last name. Don't get me started with him, all right? This motherfucker was, he was up there with him. 
if he if he's not on the predator list. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that nigga's on the predator list. I know. I gotta look him up. I think his name was I think the dude's name was Jamal Montgomery. And I think uh uh, uh still I don't know what still last name. I just know his first name was Ramon. That's all I know. And he, he created Team Savage in MMA. And I guess he was doing some underhanded shit. Because I was like, well, that's not new. When Kelly True was bitching about Ramon, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, like, well, that's not new. I'm like, did he just have, like, the whole wrestling team still hillcaps? I guess I'm just stitching at this point. I wasn't there when this hillcap situation came up. But he has, he had tried to attempt to hook up a woman that was, like, Way out of high school. Let's just say that. And me, who is still technically... is still a virgin at this point. Um, I think I was 16, right? Yeah, I was 16. This woman's like maybe like 10... Close to 20 years older than me. She looked like it. And I guess she had told him... She was sitting right next to him. And she told him... Um. Oh, that guy with the brains is very cute. Oh, you like him? Come here, Javon. Come here. Give her your number. I'm like, what? Huh? Yeah, I don't know this woman. Give her your number. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm giving her my number for her. You gonna call her, right? What? You gonna call her, right? Yeah. Like, give her a hug. I'm like, the fuck just going on? This thing just pit me out. Then. There was an actual cute girl, I think, um, she, she took an interest in me. Like, uh, I think it was, like, in Lansing or whatever. We exchanged numbers. Um, and he wanted her number. This girl was around my age at that point. I know still was, like, he was, like, 25 then. Oh, my God, he gotta be 50 years old now. God. Yeah, I'm just trying to say, like, this, this, this shit was not okay. Um. You're like, yeah, man. Uh, hey, man, trade me your number. Trade, trade numbers with me. Trade numbers with you. Like, I know. I think he got the white girl number first, and then he traded numbers with. Like, he tried. He tried to get her the number I got from the um, other girl. From me, I think I got the story all mixed up. It's so many years. It's like twenty years ago. What the fuck do you want from me? Jesus Christ. But hey. That's enough, man. I, I, like I said, I'll be back on here, man. I think we're gonna do another one uh, before Friday or after Friday. I think before Friday, before Friday for sure. Before Friday, we'll do another episode of Vaughn versus the World. Um, we're gonna work on guesses who this is. I know I'm gonna get you on the podcast, bro. Matter of fact, um, when I work on the guests. I'll have you come on with Van. And we'll do that like that. Because I know we pulled the collab a long time ago. Shit was happening on my end. Um, when it came to May. May was horrible. A horrible month. Um, not ready to share light on that. A lot of people don't know what happened there. Only people that's close to me. My family members and Mark Walker knows what the fuck happened. And, brought, and Tony Tucker. You know. Um, so... And Van. Van does know what happened because, you know, I was traveling with him. But um, we'll definitely collab, bro. We'll definitely collab. Um, so, 
you know, that's my time, man. I gotta go to bed because I gotta eat this food. It's now cold and that I just cooked and heat up. Honestly, I don't know why I did that shit. Should have done that after the podcast, but you know, I did some ass backwards shit like the guy who used to own the restaurant. <laughs> Not Tony Tucker. The guy could clear that up. Not Tony Tucker. <laughs> but, you know, but that's it, man. That's my time. Peace. Homies used to just say, any streets don't play. Life is precious always. Count your blessings each day. Mom and dad gon' pray. Hoping that we get safe. And all the lies that we take will lay here in these graces. Tombstones with their names. Heat without the propane. Sunshine and no rain. Say a man is gon' change. Say a man is gon' change. Maybe just in your brains. We will savage your tank. Ready to do your brain. Man, this ain't a fucking game. Lord, niggas better hit the floor. Bullets ain't got names. Ain't no foreign territory. Like, woo. Shit. Where from bad news? Everybody know the rules. Kill or be killed, man. That shit is up to you. Niggas out here flatlining their day. Kill your fucking family if you think you got away. Doesn't really matter where you living anyways. Lurking on your ass, cause you probably fucking pray like, woo. Oh shit. Thinking they'll know this. Case closed, bitch. Cash every day, you never know shit. Running there, we gunning, nigga. Welcome to the jungle. Dog eat dog, never heard of a muscle. All about Uno, keep your mind in the shuffle. Cause niggas in the wild, everybody in the fire. Doesn't storm living in the mees in every size. Draw two, draw four, drop their ass every time. You push your key, dealing, get your money, Lord willing. Just trying to eat 30k in the ceiling. No heroes or villains, where we living is a prison. Better watch your back, cause they wipe you off the map. 365, that's a war where we at. All this added pressure, just asking for a blessing. And say you get the pine body bag or stretcher. Riding no limit. All real, no gimmicks Tryna make a living while your shorty at the clinic Niggas caught you slipping flat like you in the kitchen Got down Homies used to just say Any streets don't play Life is precious always Count your blessings each day Mom and dad gon' pray Hoping that we get safe And all the lies that we take Will lay here in these graves Tombstones with their names Heat without the propane Sunshine and no rain Say a man is gon' change Say a man is gon' change Maybe just in your brains We will savage your tank Predator in your brain Man, this ain't a fucking game Lord, niggas better hit the floor Bullets ain't got names Ain't no foreign territory Like, woo, shit Where from bad news? Everybody know the rules Kill or be killed, man, that shit is up to you Niggas out here flatlining their day Kill your fucking family if you think you got away Doesn't really matter where you living anyways Lurking on your ass cause you probably fucking pray like Woo! Oh shit Thinking they'll know this